The Brewery Adventures podcast is sponsored by Rivalry Brews. Get beer shipped directly to your door from RivalryBrews.com. Rivalry Brews is an Ohio-based small business, and their craft beer boxes are a great gift idea for the beer drinker in your life. I personally use and love their service because there's no better mail than beer mail. Featuring top Ohio breweries like Urban Artifact, Twin Oast, Saucy Brew Works, Great Lakes, Fretboard, Masthead, Fatheads, and more, Rivalry Brews ships beers to 41 states. Get $5 or $10 flat rate shipping on all 12 plus beer orders and use code MMA McKinney for 10% off your order at rivalrybrews.com. That's code MMA McKinney for 10% off your order at rivalrybrews.com. Welcome back to Brewery Adventures. Today we're going to talk about 2021 Cincinnati Beer and Review. Now, I know it's been a little while since I've done an episode of this podcast. I've been pretty busy with my other podcast, Beers and Beards podcast, and also uh, just basically traveling around, doing a bunch of breweries, and, and uh, which you would think would lend itself to uh, doing episodes of the Brewery Adventures podcast. But it's been a few months. I uh, decided to end the year right, 2021, talking about Cincinnati Beer in Review. So I know this is a little different than the typical format of what I've done for this show, uh, but I just wanted to do a, a quick recap of what happened this year, 2021, in, in Cincinnati with breweries. There was a lot of news, a bunch of openings, uh, a lot of tap rooms, a lot of uh, only really one new brewery. Uh, we had the return of a brewery. We had a pretty big expansion of an old friend. Uh, we had um, the move up, moving up of the rankings of our largest brewery in the area and a bunch of awards and a lot of other fun things. So we're going to talk about all of those things on today's episode. I uh, did want to mention there is a uh, blog version of this uh, 2021 Cincy Beer and Review on my website, mmamckinney.com. Uh, just go there. It's on the homepage. Um, lots of fun things happened this year. Uh, and I also will be doing... Uh, a recap of the Brewery Adventures 2021 Year in Review. That'll be my next episode. And then the episode after that will be back to sort of the normal episodes. We're going to have a, an old friend back on the show. Joel Guy will be joining me to talk about a brewery down in Asheville. So I'm actually headed back down to Asheville uh, in the next couple of days. Um, when this podcast comes out, I'll actually be back home, which is funny. Um, but I'll talk about one of the breweries from Asheville. But on today's episode... We're going to focus on Cincinnati and what happened in 2021, but we will do that right after this message. Welcome back. Thank you once again for joining me here on this special episode of the Brewery Adventures podcast. We're going to talk about 2021 Cincinnati Beer and Review, the year that was uh, as we end out the year here uh, at the end of December going into January. But of course, I have to tell you about the beer that I'm drinking. So on today's episode, I'm actually drinking a collaboration beer between uh, a local Cincinnati brewery, 50 West, and the Brew Kettle, um, which is up in the Cleveland area. And they actually collaborated to kind of pay uh, tribute to Athens, Ohio. So uh, it, the beer is called OU Oh Yeah. Uh, it's an imperial stout brewed with hazelnuts and coffee. And the idea, I think, was to try to recreate a, a hot nut from Tony's uh, dive bar in the Athens area, which is where uh, Ohio University is. 
Um, I believe that some of the people that went to, or some of the owners of both Brew Kettle and 50 West went to uh, OU during their college days. But this beer is cool because it has uh, not only nuts from Heggie's Nuts uh, in Northeast Ohio, but it also has coffee from Hoofhearted Coffee, which is a brewery as well, but they also have coffee in the Columbus area. Um, so supporting a lot of great local businesses, this beer clocks in at 11.5% alcohol by volume. So uh, hopefully I'll be able to make it through this podcast uh, without getting uh, slurring too much. But um, yeah, so I want to give it a, a taste. I've, I've let it warm up a little bit here. Um, it's, a, it's a pretty big, heavy imperial stout. I usually like to let those get almost to rim temperature before drinking them. Um, and this one I've, I've had out for about uh, like 20 or 20 or so minutes, uh, and I'm going to give it a try. Yeah, you definitely get that big, heavy stout, imperial stout. It's not a pastry stout, which is a lot of the beers that you see now. The big, you know, 10 plus percent stouts are very, very sweet. Um, this one's not overly sweet. It's definitely more of the coffee. Um, don't get as much of the hazelnut. Um, I'll, uh, hopefully that'll that'll uh, go in as I um, come in as I, as I let it warm, warm up a little bit here throughout the rest of the uh, the episode. But uh Awesome collaboration. Uh, this beer actually came out in 2020 originally and sold out very quickly. And then they re, uh, re-released it in 2021 uh, about a month ago. Um, so very cool. Uh, awesome collaboration. 50 West has done some some really fun things in uh, in 2021. They've expanded their, uh, their burger bar, which actually they expanded last year, but they've continued to expand um, kind of their, their 50 West Brewing campus out on the east side of Cincinnati. So... Uh, Currently, they actually have an ice skating rink on what is normally their volleyball court. So if you uh, haven't been to 50 West and you're in the Cincinnati area, definitely highly recommend getting out there. Uh, They're producing some pretty great beer. They are right on the bike trail. Um, They actually have now a, uh, they have a bike store. They also have a running store, Fleet Feet. Um, They have running groups. I I believe they have some biking groups. They have all kinds of uh, leagues and tournaments and all that fun stuff. So check them out outside of, out on the east side of Cincinnati. So as again, uh, as I drink my beer a little bit more, <laughs> um, yeah, so let's get started. Let's jump in. Um, as I mentioned, um, if you want to read more about, uh, the 2021 Cincinnati beer and review, of course it's on MMAMcKinney.com. If you found this on MMAMcKinney.com, thank you very much. Uh, this is the Brewery Adventures podcast, and yeah, so uh, the, the first thing I wanted to um, mention, uh, the, the first big topic, this was really the year of the taproom. 2021 had a lot of openings. Uh, there was only one official brewery opening in Cincinnati uh, where they actually brew beer uh, in the city. We'll talk a little bit about that here in a minute, but this year we saw a wealth of new tap rooms that are somehow connected to a brewery, so... The first one that opened up was in January. Uh, North High Brewing actually opened up a location in Hyde Park, which surprisingly didn't have a brewery before. Um, and North High originally is from Columbus, and this is a really cool space. They are actually a, a partnership and in uh, collaboration with Cohatch, which is a, a co-working kind of startup, and they, they're opening up a bunch of different locations all over the place. And um, North High has partnered with them on on some of their locations, not every single one, um, but the first one that was in Cincinnati opened up in Hyde Park in 
in January. So it's of course features North High brewing beers and then also features uh, some really really good pizza. Uh, there's actually another episode where I talk about North High and, and had the owner of North High on um, to talk about the expansion. Uh, they have a lot of plans, uh, exciting plans going forward. They have a locate. They have of course a bunch of locations opening up in Ohio. Uh, we have a, a location. Uh, in the, the Kenwood Town Center area, which is uh, kind of the, the north, a little north of where Hyde Park is. Um, they also have a location opening at Finley Market and one planned, uh, I believe it's somewhere in northern Kentucky. So we might see two to three new North High tap rooms in Cincinnati in the year 2022. So they also, uh, just uh, as a note, are planning some locations in Florida as well. Uh, some co-hatch locations that will feature North High Brewing. So big, big plans, big expansion plans for North High Brewing. Um, I know that they're really looking to expand, and, and uh, they're an exciting brewery. It'll be interesting to see what happens with them in the next couple of years. So that was the first one that opened. Moving forward, uh, Listerman, which is uh, in, in the Norwood area, opened up the Trail House, which is just down the road from their lo- original location in Norwood. Um, the Trail House actually used to be a Delicio coal-fired pizza location. So the building already had a huge uh, coal-fired pizza oven. So they um, they they decided to basically move into that space and uh, feature pizza and then also feature Listerman, Listerman beers. It's really kind of fascinating because it's like maybe a half a mile from their original location. And the dichotomy of, of you know, the Listerman... Uh, if you've ever been to Listerman, it's a, a great tap room, and they've been around forever, and they have great beers. Um, but this, the other, this location is really more focused on the restaurant aspect of it, uh, and it is on the the bike trail, which we'll talk about here in a minute. Um, the Wasson Way Trail, uh, which is continuing to expand in the Cincinnati area. Um, but yeah, they they feature pizza, and they also really are from a beer standpoint focusing more on quote unquote beer flavored beers. Um, more lagers, uh, things that you would, uh, that, that kind of go better with pizza. Um, some more of the, the, maybe the traditional West coast IPAs, things like that. So they are, um, expanding. I know that they had, a, a, some, some rumors of a, of a different expansion, maybe downtown a couple of years ago, but this location actually opened up in 2021 and it was pretty quick turnaround once they announced it. Um, it was only a few months after they announced it, that it turned, that it opened up. So, uh, yeah, so Lesterman Trail House opened. Another place that opened that had been a long time coming was Nine Giants Fermentorium. Uh, again, right around the corner from their original location, uh, Nine Giants in Pleasant Ridge, which is kind of in that uh, central north location uh, in Cincinnati. Nine Giants been around for uh, maybe f- like five or six years, um, and they've been trying to open up the Fermentorium, which is kind of their barrel aging and, and kind of their experimental location uh, for at least two years, if not longer. Of course, pandemic uh, affected that. Uh, and yeah, um, but the fermentorium is really cool. It's, it's almost like a speakeasy. They don't even have a sign on the door. Um, I kind of hope they keep it that way. I don't know if that's the if that's a plan um, long term, but it's it's nice to like go in there and you kind of have to know where it is to, to go to it, but they've done a lot of fun things at the fermentorium and I know some, some different variants of some of their favorite beers. 
And I really like that this spot. Um, uh, Nine Giants really slowly started to grow on me over the past year or so, and, and I love seeing that they have this the fermentorium location. You can also get food from the original Nine Giant location delivered to the fermentorium, which is very cool. They have amazing food, amazing kind of upscale pub food. Uh, that's that's just really delicious. Another uh, taproom location, uh, Birkis, which is in Ludlow, Kentucky, their original location, and it's one of the more unique breweries in the Cincinnati area. They, of course, are a beer-themed or a circus-themed brewery, and they have been around, I think, since 2017, and they opened up in the, uh, the Ludlow Theater. In 2021, they opened up a second location, which is a tap room in conjunction with North South Baking Co. Very similar to the North High Brewing location in that during the day, it's a bakery. And of course, most bakeries close in the early afternoon. And then, you know, what do you do after that? The place could either just sit dark or we could have a, a brewery tap room. Um, very cool uh, kind of collaborative space. I have yet to get to this location. I tried to go. Uh, maybe uh, in November, I think it was. Um, didn't end up going, but that's very high on my list of places that I want to get. And the cool thing is it's actually right across the street in Covington from Braxton Brewing's original location. So Braxton, kind of <laughs> 2020 was the year of expansion. And, you know, 2019 for Braxton, they've done big things. And, and of course, we'll talk about them here in, in a moment. They've, they've had some, some expansion things uh, in 2021 as well. Uh, moving up, seeing in Kentucky, uh, Newport on the levee has continued to revamp, uh, what it, what it is and what it means, uh, with a focus on craft beer, uh, specifically, uh, last year in 2020, they had a box park location for wooden cask, which is right down the street in Newport wooden cask. And this year in 2021 graduated to a, a permanent location inside of Newport on the levee. And the Box Park location, uh, it's actually not the exact same Box Park location, but right next to where Wind Cask was, was taken over by Wessex Brewing, which is from Lexington, Kentucky. So we see, you know, more breweries from outside of, of the area continue to make their way into the Cincinnati area, since, which, you know, just really to me proves that Cincinnati is a fantastic location for beer and beer drinkers. You've got North High moving here. You've got West 6th from Lexington moving here. You've got uh, Highwire, which we'll talk about in a minute. Highwire moving into Cincinnati in, in 2022. And then, of course, Goodwood from uh, from the, the Louisville area announced a location. Uh, we probably won't see that space open up until 2023, but they're moving into Union, which currently doesn't have a brewery, Union, Kentucky. Uh, in, um, I believe it's called Union Promenade, uh, Union being one of the really fastest growing uh, areas in not only Kentucky, but also in, in kind of that the greater Cincinnati area. Goodwood also will opening up a location that will probably be open way before their Union location up in Columbus. They're taking over the former Gordon Biersch uh, restaurant and brewery uh, in, in kind of the, the brewery district. So that's going to be a really fun one. Uh, as I as I take another drink of my beer here. Okay, still with me? All right, thank you. 
<laughs> so those are the places that did open the places that are hopefully going to open in the next year or so uh, more tap rooms tap room tap room tap room matchery alcove which is going to be a very special location it is a, a former um uh, rest uh i can't remember the name of the restaurant at the time at right now but an otr and matchery their current location oakley is awesome this location may even be more special than what they have in oakley and i don't say that lightly uh, i'm very excited to see that open next year up in uh hamilton municipal brew works is opening up a second location in the massive spooky nook uh development we've got braxton opening up a location at the cvg airport and there were some rumors this year that braxton might open up way outside of cincinnati and nashville um, that hasn't come to fruition i know that there were just rumors and maybe just they were talking about it and of course developers always like to uh, get exciting things out there, but still no official word from Braxton on that. Uh, then out in, in on the east side of, of Cincinnati, Paradise uh, purchased the former old firehouse location, and they're actually way closer to reopening that location than what I thought. So look for them to open up uh, here pretty soon. Uh, in terms of kind of net new breweries, we have a couple that are uh, look to be pretty close. We've got uh, up in Glendale, which is kind of on the west side, northwest side. Glendale House Brewing, uh, Warped Wing is opening up a location in Mason that I think is going to be open in January. Lost Bridge Beverage Co. at uh, out in North Bend at uh, Carriage House Farm. Uh, they've already announced their uh, their opening in January. So I think we're going to see a lot of new openings, new breweries opening up in. Cincinnati in 2022. Again, we only had one, which we'll talk about here in a moment, open up in 2021. As I mentioned, just the one brewery opened up in Cincinnati in 2021, and that was the Knox Joseph Distillery. Distillery, brewery, uh, whatever you want to call it, uh, located at OTR Stillhouse, of course, in OTR. I mean, what a unique, amazing space. It's hard to say that it's the best thing that opened up in Cincinnati this year because it's really the only true brewery. Everything else was tap rooms, but this place, I think, would, would hold its own in terms of being one of the best locations to open up this year, regardless of how many places opened up. So opened in December just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, they, are, of course, are a brewery, but they also are home to the Knox Joseph Distillery. Uh, they make wine. They make seltzer. They make their own craft soda. And the OTR Stillhouse is a massive, uh, not massive, massive for OTR, massive concert venue. Uh, that's going to be amazing. So I went um, just before Christmas, uh, about a week after they opened, and the location is awesome. The beer is top notch. It's I always give a place a pass usually on beer the first time that I go there after they open, especially. But now it seems like every place that opens just continues to make really, really good beer. And the reason why OTR Stillhouse, Knox Joseph Brewery Distillery, whatever you want to call it, 
is making amazing beer is because they have Chris Mitchell, who is from Listerman, uh, and of course Woodburn. Uh, and, and not only is he doing the beer, but he's also doing uh, distilling. They have currently, uh, they have uh, not only beer, they have like a blended whiskey, they have vodka, they have gin, wine, all these fun things. And the location is amazing. They have, and if you've ever been to OTR over the Rhine, if you're not familiar with Cincinnati, parking sucks. Not at the Stillhouse. Parking, they have plenty of street parking. They also have a parking lot that they uh, are able to use that's right next door after 5 p.m. So definitely get out to OTR Stillhouse if you have not. I'm excited in 2021, they are releasing their bourbon. Should be really cool. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk about that on my other uh, other podcast, Beers and Beards. But uh, OTR Stillhouse was the only official brewery that opened up in Cincinnati in 2021 and made a great impression, at least on me <laughs> so far. Okay, next topic. If you, as, as I mentioned, Chris Mitchell, and if you want to go down a, a rabbit hole of, of <laughs> an, I'm sure Chris wouldn't say it was interesting, but interesting kind of saga of Woodburn through the years. They closed, you know, kind of during the pandemic, were closed for about nine months in tw- uh, end of 2020, March 1st announced that they were purchasing Woodburn Brewing. So March 1st also owns Fig Leaf and they own uh, Cincinnati Distilling, used to be called Sycamore Distilling, but they also make vodka, they make Astra Seltzer, uh, it's kind of basically creating their own uh, kind of, uh, you know, portfolio of brands uh, from from the March 1st um, uh, kind of empire. Uh, so they bought Woodburn, which is truly maybe one of my favorite tap rooms that I've ever been to. And I've been to almost 400. We're coming up on 400. I'm going to talk a little bit about some of my milestones here at the end. We're coming up on 400. Uh, and Woodburn is, is truly one of the best locations. And they've done some some cool things with the, the location in the tap room. They've uh, expanded the tap room a little bit. They've expanded the patio. They've added food. Uh, they reopened back in April. Uh, and the cool thing that that March 1st did was reintroduce some of the beers that Woodburn was known for, including Solo, which is um, their coffee uh, coffee beer, and Valraven Chocolate Cherry Stout. Uh, they did uh, a serviceable job, I will say, with, with the beers. Um, but yeah, I think that it's cool seeing you know, what March 1st is doing definitely different than any other brewery in Cincinnati. I think if, if another brewery were to open up in, in that location, they would probably rebrand it to, you know, whatever the, you know, if, if, uh, Rheingeist opened up in that location, Rheingeist would want it to say Rheingeist, right? So really unique kind of, uh, uh, way that March 1st is building out again, a, a bunch of different brands, um, you know, not only from a, from the beer side, but from the spirit side, from the seltzer side, and their seltzer, I, I know, has really taken off the Astra uh, in 2021. So, really cool to see Woodburn back. It's it's a great part of the Cincinnati 
uh, landscape. And East Walnut Hills, where Woodburn is located, is uh, one of my favorite areas of the city of Cincinnati. So very cool to see that the beer that the brewery is at least open and the tap room is, is available for, for folks to go to. Uh, probably one of the most overlooked stories of the year was the expansion of Rang, uh, not Rangeist, Rangeist, of course, we'll talk about them in a minute, but the expansion of Urban Artifact, which is, if you are not familiar with Cincinnati, basically our darling brewery that produces sours, uh, they call, uh, they have, they call them Midwest Fruit Tarts and Gozas, seasonal Gozas. Some of my favorite beers, and if you like fruit and beer, then you should definitely check out Urban Artifacts. So, uh, in I think it was May, May that they, yeah, May, they uh, acquired a fifty-three thousand square foot, basically warehouse, which is next to their current brewery and tap room and North Side, um, and really the reason why I think it wasn't as big of a deal is because it <laughs> they're using it for uh, production, uh, canning storage, things like that. But that these are the things that are going to help them grow uh, and get bigger. Um, Urban Artifact has done some really, really smart things. They, of course, you know, maybe two to three years into their uh, existence, decided to basically just say, hey, we know how to do sour ales. Let's only do sour ales and fruity gozas. And Every once in a while, I'll do something different, but not really. Um, and they were one of the first breweries to start shipping directly to consumers early in the pandemic, and they've continued to do this. Um, they are available at a lot of different, uh, available in a lot of different states. And Urban Artifact, of course, is available via Rivalry Brews, which, uh, if you listen to this podcast or my other podcast, you know I'm a huge fan. And Rival Brews, I think, is in 41 states currently. Uh, they always have Urban Artifact beers on the website for you to order. 10% off MMAMcKinney.com. <laughs> Thank you so much for your support. We've had a great year uh, with Rivalry Brews, and they've been so they've been so good to us. I really just reached out to them because I wanted a local sponsor, a place that was Ohio beer. That that did and I. It's not about money. It's about a a a company that's a small company that's doing cool things. Rivalry Brews is doing that. So get you some Rivalry Brews. They have. I mean, honestly, they work with the best breweries in Ohio. In Cincinnati, they work with Urban Artifact. They work with Fretboard. They work with Sixteen Lots. They work with uh, Mad Tree. Um, basically the best breweries that you can get in Ohio and they ship all over the country. Only a handful of States where they do not ship. Uh, but the beer is awesome. The beer is good. I've had a bunch of different boxes delivered to me and the delivery is amazing and fast. And like I said, I, I thank Adam so, so much. Um, I always joke that I feel like sometimes the beer is at my house before I even finish ordering. Um, <laughs> Only a slight uh, exaggeration of how fast the beer gets to you. So, cheers to Adam. Cheers to Rivalry Brews. Make sure you get uh, your Rivalry Brews six pack or twelve pack or whatever you want. And the the cool thing is the the packaging. I mean, if you are a person, I know unboxing is a big thing on social media. If you love unboxing or whatever, the packaging is awesome. It's all 
uh, economic, uh, all uh, environmentally friendly packaging, and you can reuse it. So I did a, a beer exchange in December. I literally got my Rivalry Brews box one day, left it on my dining room table, packed up more beer, and sent it out in the same packaging uh, within a 24-hour span uh, across the country to California, and the beer got there uh, perfectly intact, and the person that received it loved the packaging and, and thought it was awesome. So get you some Rivalry Brews. They're amazing. Now it's time to humble brag a little bit. So, as you probably know, Ohio, I think, is like the 11th or 12th biggest state overall, something like that. Um, but in terms of beer, we definitely punch above our weight. So, uh, in 2020, I, and these numbers, of course, are always, you know, a year in, in review. Um, but Ohio in 2020, um, which was released in 2021 moved up one spot to fifth overall in beer production from sixth, of course. And that was despite, in 2020, a decline of 11% in beer production. So, of course, uh, the beer production, uh, you know, we have some very, very large breweries. Like, we have a huge Sam Adams brewery uh, in Cincinnati. We have a massive uh, Rheingeist, of course, and we'll talk about Rheingeist here in a second, um, as of the end of 2020, there were 366 breweries in Ohio, uh, 47 opened in 2020, uh, 73 were known to be in planning and expected to open, um, only 15 breweries closed in 2020 and, and I hate to see any brewery close, but I mean, that's, we were, we were thinking that it would be a lot and it would definitely was not a lot. So, um, yeah, so uh, the top three breweries, Great Lakes, Rheingeist, and Brewdog, plus Sam Adams, produce um, about two-thirds of Ohio's craft beer by volume. Of course, I don't know if um, they include. We also have in Columbus and Anheuser-Busch location, and in Cincinnati, Greater Cincinnati, we have a Miller I don't know if that's included in the overall beer production numbers. Either way, um, Ohio definitely outpunches its weight. And, of course, Rheingeist is our biggest brewery in Cincinnati. Moved up one spot in the top 50 craft brewery rankings to 25th overall. Great Lakes and Brewdog are also in the top 50. Uh, but, yeah, that's, you know, not only are we producing a, a lot of beer, but some of the best beer in the country is also being produced in Cincinnati. So brace yourself when I tell you these numbers. So Cincinnati, three Great American Beer Festival medals, of course, very, very selective in the number of medals that they give out. And in the U.S. Open, which is kind of the opposite of they give out a ton of medals for every category that you could think of. Cincinnati Breweries won 43 medals at the U.S. Open including, well, let's talk about the, the GABF, because I feel like that's slightly more prestigious. Um, not as many breweries, obviously, win at Great American Beer Festival. So Brink, which, I mean, at the at this point, it would be a story if Brink didn't win at, at GABF. Uh, they won a gold in the honey beer category for Father G's Bees. 
gluten reduced honey brown ale with honey from St. Clair Parish Fathers St. Clair Parish's Father George. Seventh GABF medal for Brink. They won three each for Hold the Reins and for Moosey Milk Stout. Uh, they also won Very Small Brewery of the Year in 2018 and 2019 and Very Small Brewmaster of the Year in 2018. Lots and lots of, of, of hardware from GABF for Brink. And speaking of Brink, their old brewer, Kelly Montgomery, is now a third eye. And third eye won gold in the Sweet Stout or Cream Stout category for Higher Purpose, uh, a beer that actually supports the Live Like Maya Foundation. So very, very cool. Uh, a beer that, that does more than just, you know, gets people drunk. It also supports uh, a great cause. Um, Kelly Montgomery won multiple GABF medals, of course, at Brink before moving to Third Eye. First GABF medal for Third Eye. Mason's Sonder Brewing won bronze in the wood and barrel-aged sour beer category for French 75, a wild ale aged in gin barrels and conditioned on lemon zest and juniper berries. First GABF medal for Sonder. Sonder, I feel like, just is kind of a powerhouse that people don't really realize how big they're getting as they continue to just grow and expand and get better and produce a lot of beer and, and do a lot of things, you know, all over the place. I wouldn't even say Sonder probably wouldn't even be in the top five breweries in Cincinnati that you would mention when you're talking about breweries in Cincinnati and they won a GABF medal. Nothing against Sonder just shows how much good beer is here uh, in Cincinnati. So, uh, they are doing some fun things up there in Mason. The U.S. Open, again, which is kind of the, uh, the free-for-all of, of beer medals and beer, uh, uh, you know, exciting things. 19 different breweries from around the Cincinnati area won 43 medals. The biggest winner being... My old friend, one of my favorite, brewer, top two or three favorite breweries, Fretboard, which is up in Blue Ash, won number nine best overall brewery. Three golds uh, from Fretboard. Uh, and Fretboard won for Brute IPA, which if you, <laughs> I always thought Brute was going to be a, a bigger thing. Uh, than it than it has been maybe about two years ago we would be talking I thought Brute was going to be like the next big thing in IPAs but no Fredboard's still producing one and they won a gold medal at the U.S. Open for Bootsy they also won for Crazy Train in the Belgian Pale Ale category that beer has also won a GABF medal and for Vlad for the international style Pilsner which I believe is also I'm pretty sure has also won a GABF medal in addition to the U.S. Open Beer Championship. And Common Beer Co., which is, again, not a brewery that people talk about all the time, won four total medals. Uh, fretboards medals all, were all gold, by the way. Uh, three, three gold medals. Common Beer Co. won uh, in the Barley Wine Specialty category for Master Rye, which is a collab with Narrow Path uh, up in the Loveland area. They won gold for that. They won silver for and Schwartzbeer for Dark Cloud. They won silver and Bach for Bacafella. And they won bronze in the honey beer category for Mags 59. Cincinnati, surprisingly, and, and this is 
not something I was planning on talking about, but somehow always wins a ton of medals in honey beer (laughs) competitions. There actually is a honey beer uh, competition uh, that um, I forget what it's called, but it specifically is focused on honey beer. Um, So maybe I'll have to, to look into why Cincinnati has so many honey beer uh, awards and beers. And, and I wouldn't even, I mean, again, it's not something that you think of it. When you think of Cincinnati, you don't think honey beer, but we win tons of awards in honey beer. So I'm gonna take another swig of my beer. Then we're talking about some of the fun things, some of the quick hitters that happened this year. All right. I'm going to kind of roll through these and I will, um, give my opinion. Um, again, if you want to hear, read more about these, any of these MMA McKinney.com 2021 Cincinnati beer in review. All right, let's go. Fun stuff that happened in 2021. Tafts teamed up with UDF, which is a convenience store and dairy to release a milkshake IPA. This was, was really cool. Um, I had honestly kind of forgotten about this, but that and their partnership with Frisius, uh to release the pumpkin pie ale. Taft's just continues to do fun stuff that is fun. Carrican and Northern Row opened up bars on opposite ends of Finley Market. Finley Market is in that whole OTR area is kind of becoming a powerhouse. Uh, they kind of condensed both bars into one as the weather got colder. Um, but it's cool to see bookended Cincinnati breweries opening up bars at, excuse me, at Finley Market. And we also, of course, have a North High Brewing location opening in Finley Market probably next year. Christian Moreline rolled out some new branding. Uh, Fretboard released a beer called Bright Side of Life in honor of their founding partner, Jeremy Bowman, who died of COVID-19. Uh, I have yet to try this beer, but uh, I'm excited to to find it at some point. Paradise bought Old Firehouse, which we already briefly talked about. Uh, there was a, there is a can shortage, of course. Um, breweries are getting creative, and I think uh, in the future breweries will get even more creative with uh, the way that they get beer to consumers in terms of packaging. Uh, this is, I think, a, one of the biggest headwinds for the craft beer and and craft beer industry in general um hopefully the can shortage clears up in the next year or so (laughs) supply chain is just wild right now um ales for trails helped raise money for the crown urban bike loop and that is amazing since the crown cincinnati is just awesome so that's gonna be a 34 mile trail loop that you will be able to get to tons of different breweries, including Matry, 50 West, Streetside. You'll be able to get to uh, Big Ash right off the off the trail. Uh, if you like to ride a bike or walk or run or whatever in Cincinnati, you will have a way to, to be able to do that without getting in a car, without, you know, whether driving or Uber or whatever. Hopefully in the future we will have some passenger rail, light rail, whatever you call it in the near future. One can only hope, right? <laughs> uh, Mad Tree is developing a non-alcoholic beer, and I actually looked, and I, I was tempted to go and try it today at their taproom because it looks like they have 
the beer available now. I think it's called Leave No Trace. I'm really curious to see this. This was actually one of my uh, predictions for the year of 2021 of that a, a Cincinnati brewery would release a non-alcoholic beer. I thought it would be Braxton, and then Mad Tree announced that they were developing one, but that it would be a while. And then I look on their tap list, and, and of course they have one without really even announcing that they have it. So uh, TBD on the non-alcoholic beer from Mad Tree. I'll let you know how it is. Maybe in slightly semi-dry January. <laughs> uh, beer festivals returned slowly, 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 including Sensi Summer Beer Fest returned. Uh, also, shout out to Sensi by the Pint and the Gnarly Gnome. They had an awesome beer, booze, and bonks uh, beer festival at the Folling Warehouse. Um, that, that looked really cool. I was really sad I wasn't able to get to it. I'm sure they're going to do it again next year. Ohio and Kentucky craft breweries got permanent tax relief as part of the stimulus package. Uh, yeah, I mean, beer is bipartisan. I need that on a T-shirt. If you have a T-shirt that has that, uh, I need it. <laughs> uh, Braxton created La Rosa's Lager with a portion of the proceeds going to La Rosa's Family Foundation. Very cool. So many foundations and, and things and, you know, whatever. Not whatever, but I love it when, when breweries breweries are always so community focused just in general i mean can go down the list and down the line of, of how many breweries have done beers to support great causes it's so so many whether it be local whether it be national there are so many breweries that have done beers for a great cause uh, rolling mill up in middletown refused to sell to the developers of hollywood land that's just a wild story um I don't know how much you have looked into this or whatever, but that was, yeah. And, and props to, to rolling mail, um, Asheville, which I I'm going in the morning to Asheville. So I'm excited about that, but their high wire brewing will open a tap room in the factory 52 development in Norwood in 2022. This I think will make lots and lots of headlines next year and might be one of the biggest stories of 2022. Should be pretty cool. The Missing Link Festival finally happened. If you don't know what Missing Link is, uh, basically Urban Artifact was able to uh, cultivate some yeast from the Link Brewery from the 1800s and developed beer around, a beer around it initially and then wanted to do a festival with a bunch of different breweries. Uh, and then, of course, the pandemic happened and they weren't able to do it in 2020. So it happened this year and the beers were all really good. I tried a handful of them. That was a really cool festival. Um, and a, and a multi kind of, you know, location festival. Sonder, we talked about Sonder, um, but they've done so many cool collaborations. Uh, and on the fun end of collaboration, they did, they partnered with Kings Island to make blue ice cream beer and the root beer stand to make one of their frosted root beer beers. Um, I haven't had the, the root beer frosted beer, but the blue ice cream beer is very, very sweet, as you would expect for, as a from a blue ice cream beer. Grainworks from Westchester collaborated with Holtman's Donut Shop, Holtman's Donuts, for a lime coconut donut beer, which we actually, and I forgot that we... I tried this on one of the episodes of Beers and Beards podcast. I forget which episode it is, but uh, go back and, and check that out. 
Brink Brewing finally started canning in 2021. Uh, one of the former Urban Artifact brewers launched a winery. Ryan Guys hired a new CEO. Uh, coming soon, Cincinnati's first dedicated cidery, Northwood Cidery, is opening up in Norwood. Little Miami, which is in Milford, opened up their Riverfront Event Center. Uh, you can also kayak or canoe up to, to Little Miami, which is really cool. If you've never done that, definitely highly recommend it. Sam Adams and, fin- and Finley Market teamed up to release From the Market Lager. Um, I actually just happened to find this. I, I um, know that this supported National Farmers Market Week. Um, Finley Market had free food samples from local farmers and a special local beer. Um, that was a clean and crisp German pills. I'm kind of sad that I didn't try this, but hopefully they do it again. And it was infused with ingredients from market merchants, including white tea leaves from Churchill's fine teas, cardamom from Colonel D gourmet herbs and spices and orange zest from ETC produce and provisions and Roth produce. That sounds really cool. I hope they do that again. And I want them to make a bigger deal about it. Sam Adams Cincinnati Tap Room is doing some some really really cool things, and I hope that they start to get more uh, more publicity in the next year. Oktoberfest Zenzanati returned in 2021, and this year was the biggest Oktoberfest in the world because, of course, the one in Germany didn't happen. But that's still really cool. Uh, West Side Brewing and Cartridge Brewing, which is Cartridge opened up toward the end of 2020, won Craft Beer Marketing Awards, which is, again, just a cool thing that happened. Uh, TQ, I always call it TQL, TQL Stadium opened with a ton of local craft beer options. And shout out to UC Bearcats. Hopefully, as you're listening to this, they are beating up on Alabama. But uh, TQL Stadium opened with a ton of local craft beer options and Nippert Stadium has a bunch of great local craft beer options. Um, speaking of FC Cincinnati, which is TQL Stadium, they're transforming the former former Burger Beer and Windisch Mulhauser Brewing Company brewery into a massive office space. That building is so cool. Sam Adams released 28 which released Utopias once again once again, which is 28%. I haven't even been drinking, but uh, <laughs> I've just been reading a lot of, uh, of this Cincinnati Beer and Review. Anyway, uh, Braxton released Grater's Smoothie Beer, Smoothie Seltzers. Um, that Smoothie Seltzer is kind of the, maybe the hottest thing in alcoholic beverages right now. Not really a fan personally, but it's kind of a cool thing that they did. Um, Taft's Getting bigger, we'll release a 48-tap anchor space in Madisonville's Element Eatery and Element Eatery Food Hall next year in 2022. That's going to be another big story, I think, in maybe summer of 2022. Uh, as I mentioned, Hyde, uh, North High, in addition to their Hyde Park location, also expected open locations at Kenwood Town Center and Finley Market in conjunction with Cohatch. And one of my favorite articles that I wrote up for this year, Schwartz beers took over Cincinnati, and I'm hoping that they take over Cincinnati again in January of 2022. So that 
dark winter lager, dark lager, beautiful dark beer. Uh, if you have a, I, if you're a brewery listening to this, and if you have a Schwartz beer on tap, I will travel to you, no matter where you are, and drink your Schwartz beer. I will make that pledge for 2022. Uh, I just have to make sure that I know about it, <laughs> which I know about most of the things that that are uh, going on in in beer in Cincinnati and in this area. Um, thank you so much for listening today. Uh, again, MMAMcKenney.com. Rivalry Brews is our sponsor. Also, thank you so much to Anchor for sponsoring. Go to RivalryBrews.com. Use code MMAMcKenney for 10% off your order. Uh, again, I have a Brewery Adventures review, basically, which is just my review of things that are not Cincinnati um, for 2021. Um, I did hit... 300 overall breweries for the year or not, not for the year <laughs> overall breweries that I've been to and 200 unique breweries in Ohio that I've been to in 2021. And I'm coming up on number 400 overall, which I will probably hit early in 2022. I'm excited about that. Uh, and then our next episode, next quote unquote, regular episode of brewery adventures. I will talk with our good friend Joel Geyer about a brewery from Asheville. I won't tell you which one it is. I'll make you wait for that. Thank you so much for listening. I'm David McKinney. This has been Brewery Adventures. We out.